This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line.
Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. Good to hear your sound. God bless you. Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Bella Sister. Thank you. Good to hear your voice this morning. Thank you. Yours as well. Thank you. Going on mute. Okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Have a wonderful day. Susie, you're sounding a lot better this morning. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just got through praying for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. I just told my husband last night, I said, I hope Susie's feeling better. <laughs> I am I am better, but not all the way. But, you know, I'm Speak life. Speak that. life. Speak life. You're doing well. We love yes, you. I, thank yes. you. Keep thank going, you. Susie. We thank declare you. victory. Yes. Good Amen. morning. <laughs> thank this you. This is a new day. We rejoice and be glad in it. I love you, Vivi. It's Dee Dee. Hey. Good morning, Dee Dee. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, sis and family. Rejoice, y'all. Amen. Good morning, it's Brother Good. Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you all. Thank you. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. <clears throat> Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Pretty. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, good morning, happy Wednesday to you all. Glory to God. This is Tatiana, and I am so grateful to be on the call. I moved over the last four days, and I'm so grateful to be on this call in Jesus' name. Thank you. All right. Well, good morning, Tatiana, and we are happy to have you. Just continue to keep calling, and we love you. Good morning, and I will bless the Lord at all times. Let his praise shall forever be in my mouth. This is PR. God bless your heart. Amen. Good morning, PR. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is JR. Good morning, JR. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. This is Danielle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Danielle. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank to everyone. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Juanita. Happy Good morning, Juanita. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hello, Valerie. Good morning. Susie again. Hi, Susie. Hi. 
Good morning, good morning. It's Evans. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah. Evans, happy Wednesday. Susie, did you have a prayer request? Uh, I I did. I just I've got a good uh right now I'm just really uptight about my pain that I'm having, so if we could just keep me lifted up. That okay. would be awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Morning, Valuable. Prayer victory is for Shell. Happy Wednesday. Wait while we wait. He's worth the wait. Have a good day, y'all. Good morning, Restorated Rochelle. Happy Wednesday to you as well. And yes, he is. He is worth the wait. Amen. Good morning, Sister Rita. Happy Wednesday. Hey, hey. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. <laughs> hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we will begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to call in and join us throughout the month of December. Our monthly theme is Sustained. The declarers will focus on God's grace that sustains every part of our lives. Make sure you call in so you can receive your blessings. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declare victory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is from Pretty Patrice, and she's requesting prayer for Dominique for deliverance. And that's for Dominique for deliverance. JC is requesting prayer for her sister, Donna. Donna was diagnosed with pneumonia yesterday. So we're going to be praying for healing for her. And then Susie is asking for us to continue praying for her as she's still experiencing some pain. The order of the call is as follows. 
Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments will also be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Good morning, Heavenly Father. We bless you for the goodness and your mercy that allowed us to see the dawning of a new day. We just take a moment to thank you for touching us this morning and allowing us to wake up clothed in our right mind with portions, reasonable portions of health and strength, the ability to move on our own accord. God, we thank you for even a mind to want to meet you early in the morning to seek you. God, based upon the promise that if we seek you, we would find you. So, Father, we thank you for this Wednesday. We thank you for this day, a day that was not promised, a day that so many didn't see, but your mercy and your grace allowed us to wake up this morning. And for that, God, we are truly, truly grateful. We thank you for your protection and your mercy that watched over us all night long as we slept comfortably in warm beds. Father, we realize that it is not of our goodness. It is not of our own achievements, God, but it is completely because of your will and your purpose for our lives that we find ourselves sheltered today. We find ourselves, God, homed, housed, God, and we just bless you as we think of our brothers and sisters that are without homes on today, that are without shelters, Father, and we make a decision in this season of cold and sub-winter temperatures, God, not to take you for granted, not to take anything for granted on today. So, Father, we thank you for heated houses. God, we thank you for roofs over our heads. God, we thank you for four walls. We thank you for beds with mattresses. God, we thank you for sheets and blankets. God, we just thank you. We thank you, God, for our children that we know where they were last night. We thank you for our grandchildren, God, that they too were resting comfortably. God, you are a merciful God. Every time we look at the news, we can look and see just how good you are to us, God, on a personal level. And we just thank you, hallelujah, for just mercy on today. We thank you for grace on today, God, as much as we would like to believe that we are factors in our own success, we realize that it has absolutely nothing to do with us, God, and everything to do with your grace that never runs out, God. We just thank you for all the things that you've delivered us from, all the things that you've delivered us to, the things that you've brought us out of, God, things that we didn't think that we would ever see the end of, God, we can look back on the other side of it, God, and for some of us, there's years behind for some of us, it's decades behind us. For some of us, it's days and hours behind us. But we all have the same testimony that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, hallelujah, God, the scary thing is we know where we would be on this morning. And so for that, we stand victorious, we stand free, we stand delivered, and we stand grateful on today. You are a good God. And I don't 
know that we can say that enough, God. You are a good, good father. And for that, we just say thank you. We make it our intention to seek your face and not your hand. So before we ask you for anything, even the petitions that were raised this morning, we make a conscious decision to thank you for everything. Because if the truth be told, you know our needs are far off. We don't even have to ask you for anything. You know our thoughts, God, are far off. You know what we have need of before we even ask. Your word says that you would give us the desires of our heart. So if we never even raised the petitions before God, you already know. And we thank you this morning that we serve an all-seeing, all-knowing, all-sufficient God, creator of the entire universe. God, your sufficiency is enough. We call you sovereign on today. We bless you, God. As we lift up the prayer petitions that were raised, God, we lift up Dominique for deliverance and for healing, God. We lift up Donna as her body battles pneumonia, God. We thank you because you made her, you know all about her. And so we ask that you would touch her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, God. We ask that you would touch her respiratory system. We ask that you would touch her lungs, her bronchial tubes, God, and that you would open up the airway passages so that air can flow, God. We come against mucus forming in her chest cavity, God, and we thank you in advance for your will being done in her life, and we would hope that that would be complete and utter deliverance. Father, we lift up Susie, and we ask that you would send relief for the pain that's racking her body. Hallelujah. But more than that, we ask that you would send relief from the torment that racks her mind. God, we thank you in advance for increased faith, for increased belief. God, we just thank you. We thank you for everyone who has chosen to be an intercessor and to stand in the gap for someone else on this morning. God, we thank you for every household represented on the line today. We thank you for every need represented on the on the line today. Father, we ask that you would continue to bless the communities in which we live in. Father, we know that it is not by happenstance or chance that you have planted us in communities, God, that you have planted us in neighborhoods, God, that you have planted us in cities and in states. And Father, we ask that you would stir up the gifts that are within us, that our community, that our neighbors need, God. Your word, the word raised the question, who is my neighbor? Hallelujah. And we realize our neighbor is not the people so necessarily that we love, but our neighbors are the people that we have strife with. Our neighbors are the people that we have contention with. Our neighbors are the people that drive us to our knees to pray. So, God, I'm asking that you store up the gifts that will benefit those people. Help us to love the people that you love. Help us to have mercy on those that you have mercy. Help us to have compassion for those that rub us the wrong way because they are our neighbor. And your word commands us to love you with all of our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and then to turn around and to love people. So, God, this morning as we get up and as we strive to be the best that we can, that we strive to do the best that we can do, help us to love God and to love people. In this season where things seem so challenging financially, things seem so challenging politically, God, you asked us to do two things, and that's to love you and to love your people. And so, God, we thank you for the charge on today. We thank you for the mission on today that seems simple enough, but it's so taxing. 
blessing. God, we pray for those that are going to go out into the marketplace on today. We thank you for open doors and open windows. We thank you for seasons of blessings and favor. Hallelujah. That seems to overtake us. God, we thank you for what you have planned for our lives on today. God, we thank you for what you have planned for our destiny on today, for our pathway on today. God, we ask that you would use us the way that you see fit. God, we ask that you would see us as vessels of honor and not dishonor and that you would have your way in our lives on today. God, we thank you that you give us opportunities to witness and to be the Jesus that someone may else Someone may otherwise not see, God, we look for opportunities to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Not for our glory, not for our honor, but for you, God. Use us, God. On today, Father, we ask that you would go into every hospital. We thank you that you're everywhere at the same time. So we ask that you can go into the hospitals, God. Bless those that are still suffering with COVID. Bless those that are in ICU with RSV. God, bless those that are suffering with cancer. On today, we thank you that there is no sickness, there is no ailment that can stand before you. And so, God, we ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's to heal according to your word, according to your will. God, heal in the name of Jesus. We lift up those that are tormented in this season with bereavement. We lift up those that are tormented in this season with suicidal ideations and thoughts. Those that are dealing with anxiety and depression, God, those that are feeling sick and lonely, God, we ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's to be God in their lives, to be God in their minds, to be God in the midst of their psyche. God, we ask that you would send intervention in the form of us, send intervention in the form of people, and God, we ask that you would use us to help God, bring about deliverance in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you would bless our armed forces, those that have committed their lives to keeping the borders of this country safe. God, those that are out without their families on this morning, without their wives and their husbands and their children. God, as they serve this nation, we ask that you would continue to keep them safe from hurt, from harm, and from danger. We ask that you would wrap your loving arms of protection, not only around their bodies, but around their minds and their mental and their emotional wellness on today. We looked at those that are suffering with drug addiction, that are battling God, and that have the, in their heart's desire to stay in the fight. God, we ask that you would strengthen their resolve in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would bless those that have committed to living their lives for you, even if it means crucifying the flesh of their own desires. God, and it's not easy, but they are committed to doing it. Strengthen their resolve, God, and bless them. Bless them indeed, those that are desiring to be in relationships. God, we ask that you would Hear the praise and the petitions of the heart and do what only you can do on today as the children get ready to go to school this morning. Father, we ask that you would wrap your arms of protection around them. We thank you for every crossing guard. We thank you for every teacher, every lunch lady, every custodian, everyone that will play a part in their day. Father, we thank you for children with special needs on today. We thank you, God, for just being able to have an opportunity to learn and to thrive. We thank you for keeping our children safe. We thank you for keeping mass destruction at bay. We thank you, God, for just how you show up and protect when we can't. God, we thank you for every time you throw up a shield or angels of mercy and camp around about us and divert things that we have no idea was on the horizon. Father, we thank you because you're a good, good father. 
So as we get ready to take our phones off of me, we do so with joy and enthusiasm because we sit in belief that you hear us when we pray. So, Father, we thank you for just your mercy and your grace on this morning. Hallelujah, we Jesus. thank you for all that you allow us to wake up to. Bless your name. Thank you for all that you bless us with today. We thank you for the things that you put in our hands on today. We thank you, God, for wisdom and for knowledge, God, that you us to go in and out among your people. God, we thank you for the ability to Hallelujah. We thank you for mindful 
um, that are still here with a mind not only to serve them but to grow, to become, to do, um, and and to be every single thing that he has called you to be in this hour. Men are only born for the times and seasons wherewith they are necessary. I came to remind you this morning, listen, listen, you are necessary with your broken, insecure, uncertain, um, sometimes frazzled, sometimes angry, sometimes um, mean, sometimes uh uh, hard to deal with you, but this, this is the good news. Because he is the sustainer, because he has sustained you, and because being sustained is constant, you have action at becoming everything you already were. So I'm excited this morning. I'm always excited to come before you Um and to give you the interpretation that God has given me. I pray this morning that your heart and your mind would be open to revelation knowledge. I pray that you would receive this word and that you would put it on uh, like a fine linen robe of many colors. I pray that you would cover yourself with the truth of God's word in such a way that your mind begins to expand, that your heart begins to shift and be moved into the location that is necessary um, to reach, teach, edify, build, uplift, tear down, uproot all the things that would separate you from the truth of who God says you are and manifest all the things that God has already decided for you. Um, I pray you have capacity this morning. As I begin to uh, study and as I've listened to each declare over the last seven days, um, it, it has not just reminded me of from whence I've come, but it reminds me that every single step is already shored up, uh, that even on the days where I can't see what I heard him say. The only thing I'm responsible for is the continuum, the continuation of what he who began a great work in me shall perform until the day of Christ Jesus. As I, uh, we've heard the definition over and over again, and I remember not really understanding why um, he would have me stay in a certain place for a certain amount of time. Uh, at one point during the beginning of the call, as he sustained this uh, channel, this venue, this door, this access point, this gate, uh, this window, this uh, portal, as he sustained us for the last eight, almost nine years, and we've sustained others through his grace, what I discovered was that the more you hear a thing, it takes 21 days to form a habit. The more you hear a thing, the more certain you are of the truth of what that is. Um, I'm going to share probably several scriptures this morning, but uh, the the primary scripture that I'm going to use is going to be from Isaiah 46 and 3. 46 and three. But right before I go into that, I want to give you a different way 
uh, to look at the word sustained. We know that it means that he will keep us. We recognize uh, that it means that he has provided. It is a, a past tense terminology. Um, and I'm just going to read the definitions for the sake of it becoming part of the fiber of your being, right? Strengthen or support physically or mentally, right? Um, to bear the weight of an object without breaking or falling. To undergo and or to suffer perhaps something unpleasant, especially something that's injur uh, an injury or self-injurious. To cause to continue or to be prolonged for an extended period of time without interruption. To uphold, to affirm, or confirm the justice or validity of, and I want you to uh, put a pen in that, the justice or validity of, keeping in mind that the word of God is a legally binding document. And when we start that, when that starts to register, it changes how you perceive the word, it changes how you interpret the word, it changes how you apply the word. Now I want to do something just a little bit different, and I want to give you um, a legal, the legal terminology for sustained. If you've ever been involved in any type of jurisdictional legislation, any type of court proceeding, any type of a hearing or a trial, be it traffic court, um, dealing with the court system with regard to uh, perhaps custody or uh, a, a marital circumstance or even a divorce. If you have uh, a presiding attorney, one that is there to represent you, you will hear both the defense and the prosecution use the term sustained. The term sustained in its legal operation means that uh, it means that when a lawyer objects to the form of a question or the answer a question calls for, listen, the judge will say objection sustained or he'll simply say sustained. This means that the evidence sought cannot be admitted or accepted as evidence. Let me say that again. When you hear the term in a legal atmosphere, in a legal environment, it means that when a lawyer objects, when your defender objects, when the defense or the prosecution objects to the form of a question or an answer, a, or the answer a question calls for, the judge will say sustained, right? This means that the evidence sought cannot be admitted or accepted as evidence. So right before I go into this teaching, I want you to put into your mind's eye the reality that Jesus, <laughs> right, has already um, considered the, the information, the evidence of all that you hold yourself hostage to inadmissible in court. Ah, glory to Jesus. 
When we stand before the throne of grace, anytime we take um, the initiative to enter the courts of heaven, that means go before the just judge, no matter who's presiding, ultimately, he has the final say, which means that any accusation that the enemy might use against you, any time the enemy says things such as, you'll never make it, you're not equipped for that. You don't have the necessary tools to do what you're dreaming about. You are not uh, uh, prepared for the things that your heart is longing for. You'll never be a wife. You'll always live in poverty. You were never a good daughter. You were never a good son. All of those things. Ah, this morning, I hear the just judge declaring sustained. It means that the jury can't even consider, ah, thank you, Lord Jesus. So the 24 elders and all of the witnesses, according to Hebrews, the 12th chapter for the great cloud of witnesses, even when they hear the enemy accuse you of being inadequate, ineffective, uneligible, um, completely uh, gets annihilated by one word. And that word this morning, uh, my siblings in the faith, sons of God, man and woman of God, listen, that one word is sustained. His blood, ha, glory to Jesus, on Calvary's cross meant that every single accusation is sustained. It means that it's covered up. It means that it is no longer uh, eligible to be heard or considered in the case of your trial. It means that it will be ineffective for somebody to say anything after. It means you can't answer the question. It means you don't even have to defend yourself or justify who you are, what you are, or how you are according to what the Word of God says. Now, I know, if I don't know anything else, that if you'd really do the math, and in this case, the math, the mathing, and you think about your life and you look over the history of all the things that you've been through, you have to know that there have been consistent cases that have operated in your favor where the, the, uh, the fact that the enemy got shut down with one word, sustained, ought to make you rejoice down on the inside. You ought to get happy, glad. You ought to get excited about the fact that you have hope for a future. So I told you I'm going to read a few scriptures this morning, and this is what I want you to do as I read these scriptures. Before I go into that, I'm going to give you some of um, the vernacular for the word sustain, some of the synonyms and the antonyms for so sustain, the synonym for sustain means assist, to nourish, to nurture, to continue, to defend, to nurse, to preserve, to save, to aid, to approve, right, to bankroll, to supply, to support, to relieve, to ratify, to uh, eradicate, to transport, to transfer transfer, to uphold, to validate, to verify, uh, to carry, to keep alive, to keep from falling, to endorse, to favor, to feed, or to foster. 
all of those words uh, cooperate with this one injunction that is considered every time we approach the throne of grace. All of these action words, all of these adjectives are in full operation when it comes to your life, when it comes to your children, when it comes to your children's children. You can simply say, uh, I'm grateful because I have great assistance. I'm thankful because I am fully nourished. It means I'm not lacking anything, that all of the, the vitamin C, A, and D are in the blood. It means that you can rest assured that you have a loving, caring God that's great and grand enough to nurture you. It means that even though you might be going through something right at this moment, uh, it's because of his strength that your strength is prolonged. It means that uh, if you don't know anything else, that it is him that ratifies you. It's him that relieves you. It's him that supplies you. And that is always in the form of a continuum. It means that it can't stop. It means that it won't stop. And I got word to prove it to you this morning. Um, as I, I began to search out scripture and just uh, go in depth into the truth of what God has already declared about each of us, um, I got excited because what it did was it reminded me that I don't have to move or operate by what I think I see. It doesn't matter uh, what I hear if it does not comply with the truth of what God has already said. Um, let's start with this. Um, let's start with uh, Proverbs 20 and 28, Proverbs 20 and 28, and it says, love and faithfulness keep the king safe. His throne is sustained by love. Let me, let me help you understand something. Anytime he says sustained on your behalf, it's because his love outweighs any error you could ever make. His righteousness covers any uh, failure you might convict yourself of unjustly. Isaiah 46 and 3, which is uh, my anchor scripture this morning, it says, Listen to me, house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been sustained from the womb and carried along since birth. This is the part that you, you have to get. Truth is, we don't know what we don't know until somebody tells us what we didn't know. Uh, I fooled around and I figured out that if I ask the right questions, I will always get the right answers. Uh, uh, if we just all be 100% honest, is there anybody other than me that sometimes I don't like asking the questions because I don't want to be guilty for the answer that I get? I don't want to be responsible for upholding my end of the bargain. I Sometimes I know the answer. Sometimes I know the outcome. But what I predetermine is whether or not I want to take onus of now being accountable for that information. A lot of times we will 
stay in the place of carnality. We will stay in the place of living a mediocre, substandard life because we don't want the responsibility of having to step our game up, knowing that he has sustained us and everything that he placed down on the inside of you has to manifest when you have the proper information. It means that 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 moment where you're sitting in your room and saying, well, God, I don't really know where to begin. I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do moving forward from here. Uh, I can completely hear your defense attorney saying, uh, 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 objection. <laughs> But I can still hear the just judge saying, sustained, nah, we won't even admit that into evidence. We won't even call the jury to bring that back to their attention or remembrance because that's a lame excuse. Isaiah 50, I'm sorry, 59 and 16 says, and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Are you listening? Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness sustained him. That means you don't even have to have your own righteousness. Are you listening? All you have to have is the capacity to receive the righteousness of God. It means that you don't have to have all the answers. All you have to do is have the wherewithal to recognize that he gave you yet another day. It is now 6.45 a.m. on this 12th month, 7th day, 2022. It means that you are alive and well. It means that blood is still running through your veins. It means that you still have action. It means that you can bury every excuse that you would ever make. It means that you can take everything that God put on the inside of you and you can use that to not just reinvent your life, but you can use that to establish in earth what's already written in heaven of you. Isaiah 63 and 5. I mean, no, I, I'm i sorry. Uh, yeah, Isaiah 63 and 5, my bad. And I looked, but there was no helper. And I was appalled, but there was no one who sustained. So many arms came against me, and my wrath was what sustained me. Listen, sometimes you got to get indignant about this thing because you know, you already know the outcome. You already know what the end goal is. The end goal is that everything that's inside of you, not only are you equipped with, but you, you have more than enough. You have supernatural provision, right? You have a, the accompaniment, the assistance of an arm that's stronger than yours. And because God is indignant about who you are, he will give you the stamina. He will give you the mindset. He will give you the wherewithal to borderline get frustrated with being frustrated. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but let me let me give you an example. Um, you you know I like to give practical examples of of what the word has and continues to do in my life. I I remember trying to figure out uh, how I was going to make ends meet when Josiah was sick and I was not able to do anything. I wasn't able to wiggle my way out of the discomfort. I wasn't able to. Um, I wasn't able to manipulate. I wasn't able to um, high side. I wasn't. I wasn't able to go outside. I wasn't able to do much of anything, um, but begin to recognize that it was him that was sustaining me. 
I could not have possibly done what I did. My overhead was $5,000 before I bought a piece of bread. And, and I had zero income. Are you listening? None. Nothing consistent. Um, and, and, and I used to wonder, there were sometimes in the earlier days where I'd be like, okay, well, Lord, they're going to have to learn how to pray on their own. They're going to have to figure it out by themselves. But uh, he sustained us. He always made sure that everything that I needed from beginning to end, from power to a cell phone, there were there were times in the early days where I used to call somebody that I'm sure is on this phone and be like, listen, my phone is about to go off. <laughs> Can you just pay my phone bill? Listen, those were in the days where I thought that I had to do it, the days where I thought that I had to figure it out. Uh, when when uh, the 27th, the 28th would come around, I'd be in complete and utter panic mode trying to figure out, oh, my God, am I going to have to pack this stuff up between chemo appointments? Am I going to have to pack this stuff up between uh, psychiatry appointments and stopping by the rehab to go check on this one and um, run into this appointment and that appointment? But let me tell you something. Ah, God sustained me. And not only did he sustain me, but here we are uh, approaching the ninth year. And not one time have I had to uh, uh, go to somebody's house and use their phone. Not one time have I not had a roof over my head. Keeping in mind, I had absolutely no access access to anything other than what Jesus provided, literally. You ever want to see a poster child for being sustained? Just take a look at me. Just take a look at me. <laughs> Just take a look at me. Now, if you've walked any time with me, you'll understand um, that not only am I not making it up, some of the stories that I tell, uh, if they didn't know me and know my person and know the nature of who I was, they'd think I was making it up. But the reality is that God sustained me. <laughs> Even right this moment, not only has he sustained me, but he sustained me in a very, very different way. See, today, I'm not going to call nobody and say something is missing, something is lacking, something is broken, because he always makes a way out of no way. He meets the need before the need shows up. He makes provision before uh, I even think that I need provision. He opens doors before I knew that there was a hallway. He begins to give me access to things that I didn't know were searching for me, because today I recognize nothing I do in my own power, in my own wit is what keeps me. And, and that's based not just on my opinion, that's based on the truth of the word of God. See, the things that you complain about, the things that you are frustrated about is part of you being sustained. You just don't realize it. Let's go a little bit further. Listen, Second Corinthians 13 and 1 says this. This is the third time that I'm visiting you. Listen, every fact shall be sustained and confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Um, and and what, what I think I'm going to do when, when I wrap up this declaration is um, there are a couple of people that have walked really, really close with me uh, that, that will testify to the hand of God that has been on my life. Now, listen, this is not me high-siding. This is not me being boastful. But I need you to understand if you're in a place where you feel panic when things don't go the way you 
think they, they should, it means that you have some control issues. It means that God is trying to break something in you. He's trying to keep you from being independent and teach you how to be interdependent. See, the only way you can become interdependent is to become acquainted with the greater that lives in side of you. It is an internal adjustment. It is a heart posture that we must master in an effort to be okay with whatever decision God makes. It is because of this this mindset, this this mental uh, framework that Paul said, listen, I, I, the good I would, I can't because evil is always present. Listen, but nevertheless, thy grace is sufficient for me, he he decided that everything that you provide not only is more than enough, but I'm not going to worry myself with the things that I cannot control. You get to a place where you stop trying to figure it out. See, today, um, I don't I don't really be tripping. <laughs> My level of unbothered is not a result of. I don't care. I absolutely do. I care about everything that is associated with me living out my purpose, with me being before people and being established in the truth of who he says I am. It doesn't mean that every want I have is met, but every single solitary need I have is met above expectation. It doesn't mean that... um that my idea cooperates with what his idea is 90% of the time uh, because of how uh, how in agreement today I am with what he says. Sometimes I come up on things and sometimes they're intimidating, y'all. I need you to be real clear. And I'm like, mm, that's fishy, Jesus. You're going to have to confirm that two or three times. And, and I promise you, you know, sooner than I release it, God starts to surround me with the information through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the truth of his word, confirming it, and by uh, hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, so let's look at Psalms, Psalms 111, number 8. Psalms 111, number eight. Now, I'm going to do something because I want to teach you something by way of how to study so that it starts to change how you wear the word that is becoming your truth. So Psalms 111:8 says, sustained through all eternity and fashioned in both truth and righteousness. Sustained through all eternity and fashions in both truth and righteousness. Dion, why is that important? I want you to take that word sustained, and now I want you to um, say assisted, right? Not just sustained, assisted through all eternity and fashioned in both righteousness and uh, in both truth and righteousness. I want you to say nourished, right? not just nourish, nourish through all eternity. That means from the beginning to the end. That means from the start of a thing to the finish of a thing. If you take all of those synonyms and apply them with that word of sustained, if you switch them out 
listen, defended through all eternity, nursed through all eternity, saved through all eternity, preserved through all eternity, approved through all eternity, bankrolled through all eternity, prolonged through all eternity, supplied through all eternity, supported through all eternity. The word sustained is so much grander uh, than we look at it. When you start to understand that everything you need evolves around that word and him not just being the sustainer, but the rewarder, the defender, the helper, the aid, right? The backing, the support of the favor that is necessary to get you to the other side. When you start to realize that the only thing that you have to do, yeah, durable, all of those things, all of those words, all of those action, adjective words that are there to uphold you by the strong right arm of our Father. When you start to get that that's what it is, certain things will happen in your life and you won't feel dejected or rejected. You won't feel abandoned or forgotten. See, there were moments before I started to understand that it's his love that sustains me. It's his righteousness that keeps me. I'm not even responsible for being righteous because he is. All I have to do is have the capacity to recognize that I'm being sustained that every single second of every single day cooperate with the grace on my life to live my faith out loud. Listen, I plain and simply work for God. That's a hard pill to swallow. That's not easy. <laughs> I, I just, you know, that there are days that I just wish I was basic and regular and didn't understand what I understand, didn't know what I know, because guess what it means? It means that every single second of every single day is uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't change that I believe him. It doesn't change that I trust him. But let me tell you what it does. It reminds me that my reliance is not on my strength. My reliance is not on how I operate or how I move around, but every single thing about my life is based upon me cooperating with what heaven has said from eternity. It means that I don't have time to second guess. It means I don't have time to be insecure about the favor of God that rests on my life. It means that I don't have time to in, uh, interrogate or question the validity of who God says he is. It means that I have to depend on him. It means that I have to lean in even when I don't get it. It means that uh, in moments where I want to be frustrated, I have to make a decision not to bite the emotions of culture. It means that I have to make an active choice not to engage in what I would consider, uh, mm, what's a good word for this? Mm. I, I, I'm going to come back to that because I want to use the right choice words because it's, it's, not, uh, it's not an easy task. It's not easy to recognize that everything you need is in him, that he is not... Uh, uh, yeah, I guess normal is the word. I, I was thinking more like basic, sissy, but but yeah, I, I, there's nothing normal about my normal about my life. Uh, there's 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 nothing regular about my life. I, sometimes I wish it was right, but then that's a whole selfish desire. That's because I don't want to deal with the discomfort. I'm sure I can imagine that that Jesus on many days was like, well, you know, this there's that, here's this. You know, in, in cases where you feel like 
you, you can't go backwards. Uh, you don't know what's in he- ahead of you, but you know for a fact you can't say, stand still. You know you can't sit in one spot. That's not where it's at. Right? But, but what I want to ensure you of, um, that, that I can no longer contest. Old folks used to say it like this. He'll keep you if you want to be kept. Right? If you want to be sustained. Um, the unfortunate part, the part that you don't get is he sustains you without your permission. <laughs> because of the greater work that he desires to do in and through you, he holds everything together. He keeps you abreast of all things at all times um, in, in the spirit, but the, the key is tapping in to the reality that you are sustained. The key is getting uh, quiet enough, finding space enough, uh, being committed enough that sometimes you you give yourself permission to push your plate back because you know you are operating out of what you see, think, hear, and feel. You're operating from your sensory perceptors, and I'm telling you, when you work for God, you can't operate from there. You can use them to move in operation to purpose, but you can't exist from your five senses or you will lose your whole entire mind because being sustained won't make any sense. Agreeing with the fact that nothing is missing, nothing is lacking, nothing is broken. When you see things in your life that you wish were different, things in your life, the outcomes that you wish were uh, uh, not what they are, and then you get to a point where all things you understand are in full working order. It's actually a very well oiled machine being sustained, right? It doesn't change um, your discomfort, doesn't change your frustration, but let me tell you what it does do. Knowing that from the foundation of the earth, there was a written plan for your life. There was already a set agenda. The only struggle that you'll ever have is agreement. The only struggle that you'll ever have is capacity and learning how to receive his righteousness and not hold yourself to the standard of your own. When you hear anything in your mind that disagrees with the fact that everything you need you have, you have to learn how to say sustained. (laughs) When you feel yourself getting weary in well-doing, Uh, because you didn't do this right, or uh, perhaps you just smoked a blunt. You might have took a yellow one or a pink one or uh, whatever it is that's your choice. Uh, You might have had one too many the other night, and then you find yourself uh, convicting yourself and condemning yourself. I I need you to understand, sustained. I can hear Holy Spirit, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying keep doing it. I'm not saying live your life vicariously through uh, altering your mindset or promiscuity or uh, breaking all the rules. Listen, all of that is written in the equation, and you have been sustained. See, after a while, when you start to understand that everything you need is in him, all of those desires, they just kind of like real talk, they just kind of like start to fall off. You forget that you used to live like that. I, I, I used to smoke an eighth of weed every three days, literally. Um, for those that have been on the call for a while, now it's been uh, probably almost 25, 30 years. But um, my my weed man, his name was Ern, 
and Earn knew my phone number. He wouldn't ask me what I wanted because he already knew, right? And I, I would just, uh, I would call him when I left work. He'd be like, where you at? I'm at the house or I'm at the salon. He'd bring me what he was going to bring me. And I remember the day that I called and I, I, I recognized that I had become addicted to smoking, like for real. And I was like, hey, wait a minute now. If you know anything about me and what my habits were with money, I started adding up that $50 <laughs> along with the, the squares I used to smoke. And I started counting up how many improvements I could make at my spot, at my salon. And so it was fuel to help me to quit. But in the process of doing all of this, I could feel uh, God pulling me in deeper. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't be high and, and, and do what I need you to do because your, your thought process is altered and you disengage yourself from me. And then you disqualify yourself because then you feel guilty because you keyed all the time, right? So, so that was that was my thing. I remember when uh, twelve and one and two o'clock phone calls from who who shot John was was all right. And I, I would give myself a pass depending on where I was at. Now I used to get money, so that was that. But I, I said all of that to say I remember thinking to myself: first of all, I don't want to be high no more. Um, I need to be able to think, and I need to be uh, actively engaged with what's going on in my life. But more importantly, I don't want anybody ever to have any type of a conversation about who I am, especially in intimate moments that doesn't mean anything to me, like for real. As time goes on, and for some people it's longer and other people it's shorter, but the reality is he will sustain you even through those moments of indecision, those moments where you have to actively engage in what do you want it to look like? Because while he, he will sustain you, he will sustain you for what outcome? See, God gives us room to choose him. He gives us access to changing our outcomes. He moves us from our broken places into opportunities for healing. But guess what? You have to decide that healing is just that. You want it. He's not going to force you well. He's not going to bully you into obeying his will for your life. He's not going to mash on you. He's not going to beat your door down. He's not going to holler and scream. He is always going to offer you the liberty that comes with being sustained through his righteousness. He's always going to give you the option of choosing him. It's, listen, I'm going to say it real ghetto like because that's sometimes how you got to get it. For, for some women, and, and this is uh, as a, a, a hairstylist, and I would deal with so many different types of women from so many different levels and some of them hoeing is in them. You hear me? Yep, I said it, and this is a prayer call. I said exactly what I said. I'm talking about what I'm talking about. Sometimes, and, and you got to remember that the word compares our idolatry to being whores and harlots. Sometimes it's just in you. Some men are just whorish in nature. They will put a, a, a woman before any and everything, and the reverse. But I want to be faithful. I want to keep covenant with the lover of my soul. I have a desire to um, surrender and submit myself to him in such intimate ways that I don't have to be riddled with the guilt of how I feel or overcoming my last high or getting to a place where i got to keep coming back and forth, apologizing for the same thing over and over again. Now, while believers should live a repentant life, 
I don't know about y'all, I just got sick of apologizing about the same thing over and over and over again. This is the good news. That's not a requirement. It is necessary for your heart. But because he is the sustainer, because he is the one that keeps us, because his righteousness makes us righteous, because none are holy except him, all we have to do is receive his holiness in an effort to operate from a place that he created us to operate from, all you have to do is make a decision that you agree with being sustained. (laughs) See, everything in this walk is about acceptance, right, receiving, agreement, and then all you have to do is live it. And I know that sounds simple. I know I know that sounds like it's uncomplicated. And the reality is it kind of is. We complicate it with our interjections. We frustrate his grace by making our own determinations about who we say God is. It's us. Right now, the only thing that's in the way is your inability to make a decision to trust him with everything that you are, even if you don't get it. Every time I look at the outcomes um, that I didn't understand when I started, every time I, I, I look at my baby, who will in, in just a few days be 20 years old, and they promised me he wouldn't see his eighth grade graduation, Every time I uh, listen to my son talk or sing a song, my middle boy, and uh, at one point he was laying in the emergency room having shaved his eyebrows and cut his eyelashes off and shaved his head clean uh, and and having conversations with Abraham Lincoln, literally, this really happened. <laughs> and and we have conversations, Mom, yeah, I think I'm getting married in a couple years, and I when I see my eldest son and, and he, he's sober and uh, he clean and he talking about, man, if Jesus hadn't kept me, ah, glory to God, where would I be? When, when I consider all of the expectations and all of the hard times and all of the moments where I felt like it would never, ever end, all I can say is he sustained me. I didn't lose my mind. I, I didn't give up on the truth of who he was. I didn't denounce him. Was I uncomfortable? Absolutely. Was I frustrated? Most certainly. But let me tell you what I recognize. He sustained me. When they repossessed my car and I still had to get my baby to his chemotherapy appointment. <laughs> He still made provision. I still had access. He sustained me. When when I couldn't figure out where rent money was coming. <laughs> Child, listen. He sustained me. And I'm getting on and off airplanes with no money in my pocket. Hey, check this out. He sustained me <laughs> until it shifted and I realized that Oh, it, it was never going to be how hard I worked, Jesus? Uh-uh. It, it, was, it wasn't going to be uh, uh, the degrees or it, it wasn't going to be none of that, you know. It, it was always going to be me. No matter what you have or how you got it, I promise you, it's still just him that sustains you. So that being said, I didn't have no glasses on. I didn't realize I had talked that long, y'all. I promise you, he'll keep you 
uh, if you have the capacity, even if you don't. He, he's still going to sustain you whether you agree or you don't. There may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't have an opportunity to say good morning. Now's your time. Good morning. Amen. Blessings to you as well. Who's that? This is Mary. Hey, Miss Mary. I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit. Yeah. God bless you. That was wonderful. So, so touching. So true. Amen. God bless you. God bless you as well. Good morning, morning, Kenya. More confirmation. (laughs) Hey, Kenya. Good morning. Who else was that? This is Sister Sylvia. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. This is Joyce. Wonderful declaration. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Happy wonderful Wednesday. Amen. Good morning, Joyce. And who else was that? Was that Jeanette? Good yeah. Good morning to everyone. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Miss Joyce, you were That was for me. <laughs> good morning, Tenacious T. <laughs> morning, D. Thank you. Gigi. Good morning. Hey, G. Good morning. Good morning. This is Joyce. I wanted to add uh, thank you so much for the declaration. It was just for me. Amen. I'm grateful. That makes my heart smile. Amen. Good morning, Krishonda. Hey, Krishonda. Good morning. Good morning. Thank God for liberty. God bless you. What would I do without it? Good morning, Dion. This is Gloria. Great declaration. Love you. Amen. Love you more, babe. Good morning, Dion. It's Miss B. Awesome. Hi, Amen. Good morning. It's Jubilee. Hey, Ju. Good morning. Hey, good morning. It's Moxie. I'm part of that Me Too movement. Me Too. <laughs> good morning, Mox. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. Love you. Good morning, Nina. Love you back. Good morning, Dion. Great message. <laughs> Good morning, Diane. Thank you. Love you. I love you too. <laughs> Good morning, it's Asha. Thank you for your declaration. You're welcome. Good morning, Asha. <laughs> Anybody else? Good morning, Deanna. It's me, Mary. Hey, me, Mary. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is Monica H. Great declaration. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Amen. Well, let's go into love, life, and victory, y'all. It's a good time for that. Any questions, comments, or commentary? Morning, Dean. Hey, good morning, Dean. Who else was that? Lisa, was that you, Lisa? Am I tripping? 
Now that that was Monica. Dion, I oh. just wanted to, you could give me your scriptures you gave uh, during your declaration. Okay. Um, we have Psalms one eleven and eight. Um, Psalms. Oh, that's my favorite. I forgot to read that one. Eighty nine and forty three. Um, Isaiah 46 and 3. And uh, two more Isaiah scriptures, 59, 16, and 63 and 5. Oh, and 2 Corinthians 13 and 1. Thank you. Hey, D. I just, I wanted to, great declaration is Shell. It's Rochelle's, restored Rochelle, y'all, sorry. Um, but I just had a conversation yesterday with Moxie, and I was just telling her how, how uh, God sustained us through even building a relationship with the with the weed man and how, you know, you, we make these, these things to say, you know, Lord, we're done, but we continue to walk in that thing, but he knows our hearts. And I'm not saying that as a cliche. When we petition him that we want to stop doing something, he he holds that over us because he knows that's a desire of our heart that wants to change. So it was funny mm-hmm. that he would say that about calling him. And he knew, yep, I would call him. He knew they would put me out the car and be like, you know, he like you, go get it. We're going to get a deal and be like, you know what, this ain't even what it's for, though. This is for me, ain't for y'all. But in any event, I, I had to make a decision that it wasn't worth my money anymore. It wasn't worth my time. I I wasn't getting high no more. So what's the point? Why am I spending my money? Why am I spending my time? Why Mm -hmm. is it, what is it worth to me now? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I thank God that he sustained me and, and, and honored my prayer request because I wanted that change in my life. I wanted to do something different. He is a keeper. And no matter what it looks like, no matter what the situation looks like, he's definitely a keeper if you want to get kept. I love you, sis. Thank you. Thank you for your teaching. Hallelujah. I love you, too. It's, it's important to know um, that you you can't you, – the, the world will have you just as confused and confounded because their systems don't align with being sustained by, by heaven. They just don't. Um, you have to remember what he said. You have to hold on to what you hear. You have to know in your heart that his plans are greater than your plans, that his ways are higher than your ways, that um, it is your responsibility to take onus of the truth of what God said over the facts. Right? So the fact is that sometimes it feels like you have more months than you have money with prices changing. But listen, if our father owns a cattle on a thousand hills and all of it belongs to us as sons of God, then if you stop living from depravity and lack and having that communication be all you talk about is what you think you see, you can never experience the fullness of his promises. You have to learn how to use your words to propel your future. I have more than enough because I am sustained by God. I gave you word to go with it, right? You're not sustained by your your uh, talent, your gifts, 
your job, your degree, your ideas, everything is based on the fact that this word says, um, this is the third time that I'm visiting you, and every fact shall be sustained and confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If I don't tell you guys anything else, the, the people that God has given me to walk my life out loud um, sometimes look at me and shake their head. Don't, okay. That's, and we fall out laughing now. See, before it wasn't funny. <laughs> Today, when we have a problem, we get tickled. Hey, man, somebody else had question, comment, commentary. Hey, Dion, this is JR. I have a comment. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? I can. Listen. So many different times when you were doing your declaration, I wanted to break off this. Uh, I wanted to unmute myself and just say, preach, girl, preach. <laughs> man, I, I, I wanted to say, preach, pastor. And, uh, man, you, uh, like, I don't know you, but I believed, like, everything you said. Like, I can't put in words how my spirit was just jumping like all over the place. And like, and I just want to just commend you on, because um, when I first, I haven't been listening that long, but when I first started listening to you, I was thinking that, wow, like she seems like really uh, kind of real. And then I, and then I had another thought that, oh, you know, she seems kind of hood too, right? And, um, <laughs> and and I was like, oh well, if she had anything to do with Richmond, she is, right? But I All just, day. Uh, <laughs> I I just I appreciate your style. I um, you know, I I'm I, I'm acquainted with a couple of people who know you. I I don't know you, and I haven't met you, but I just I can't put in words how uh, how you moved my spirit this morning, and I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you Amen. so so much. Okay. Amen. God be praised. That that means a whole bunch. And you know the reality is, Jr. You have met me. You just don't don't remember our acquaintance. I I didn't say a whole bunch back in the day at PFCC. But what I'll say is this: people don't change or transform by us pretending to be something. God cannot use something that you pretend to be. It is in our authenticity that lives are transformed. And, you know, while I, I have been completely exposed to Richmond and all that it offers, by the grace of God, I know when to be that and when not to. But let me tell you what I've discovered is the more I use the things that the Lord allowed me to experience um, in painful places and in broken places and in pieces at times, it is the most effective way to impact someone's life speedily, to give them permission to, I'm not apologizing for every single thing that I've gone through, God sustained me through so that I can see it in somebody else and help them along their way. 
every experience, no matter how uncomfortable or frustrating it may have been for me in that moment, God uses everything that we go through. See, that's what being sustained looks like. That's what being um, walking and operating in his righteousness looks like. I don't have to be perfect. I ain't got to be good. He is good. Right. And in the end, um, our responsibility is looking like what he says because he gave us the power to be what he promised. That's all. All you got to do is be like, yep, you're right. I am. I can. I will. I must because somebody else's life depends on it. So thank you for that, Jr. I appreciate your heart. Thank you for your share. And I'm excited about your future. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else have questions, comments, commentary? Good morning, Dion. This is Pretty Patrice. Hi, Pretty. Hi. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful declaration this morning. Look, Amen. I was reminded when the bullets were flying over my head. Yeah. And I had to run all the way to the 15th floor in the projects of Chicago mm-hmm. because I was so scared that my life was on the line. Like in seconds, the, he said, "He said, no, that's not her. Mm. And the gun was in my face. Mm. Do you hear me? The gun was mm-hmm. in my face. He was about to pull the trigger, and the guy said, no, not that's not her. Mm. And I got up, and I ran up the stairs, urine running down my legs. I was so scared. He sustained mm. me. Listen. Because it could have went another way. It oh, it could have went a whole yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody else got shot that day. It wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Another female got shot that day. It wasn't mm-hmm. me. She was there. Right? Mm-hmm. When he delivered me from drugs and alcohol, when mm-hmm. I raised my hand and said, God, take my life, do with it as you will, please take mm-hmm. the taste of drugs and alcohol and cigarettes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a real thing. It's it's a real thing. It is so. So so remember, I told you that my my son is going through something right now. mm Mhm. But you didn't know that when you texted me the other morning. You didn't you didn't know that, Mm -mm. but God knew, right? So He put Mm -hmm. you in place to text me so that I could tell you. And then I shared it on the Zoom meeting, and 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 you immediately, immediately gave me resources. And then I shared it again on the Zoom meeting the same day. And a judge called me. Mm. So he mm. already, he has already worked it out. I. Just need to stand flat-footed and know that I know that I know that I know that he mm-hmm. already has and know the plans for my life and for my mm-hmm. son's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love now, you, 
I love you too. Look, I got to say this because you, you see how the Lord immediately took me to the legal definition of sustained. See, when I started to understand that this legally binding document is responsible for covering and sustaining my life, not me, the words that are spirit and life are the truth. It means that our ah, glory to Jesus. It means that uh, while we are trying to figure it out, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, being the strong arm of our faith, saying, sustained, that's inadmissible. That means it can't be considered. That means it can't be submitted as evidence against you. I don't care if you did do it. You did it. You guilty. <laughs> but isn't it nice to know that he is seated on the throne declaring sustained, sustained. He he could have said overruled. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on and tell it on us. Go on and say it on him. Yeah, go on. And, and I know uh, third strike. Listen, Beyonce had a whole car accident. That's my eldest son, drunk as Cooter Brown. Right? And I, I had been praying, God, give him the wake-up call that's necessary to know that it's you that covers him, that it's you that keeps him. Right around the corner from home, had had his vehicle for, for three, four days, totaled it. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, this boy finna go to whole prison. <laughs> and he ain't he ain't suited for it. He not he not fit for no jail. My kids are square and they swear to God they hip they I'll be like, You honey, you have no idea who your mama is. But to God be the glory who she was. <laughs> Let's say it like that. <laughs> but never served a day in jail, only had to pay restitution. Didn't even get his license suspended. How that happened? Only only a sustainer could do that. Only, only a great and a, a terrible God. Listen, he's so faithful that even when we don't deserve it, it's his righteousness that keeps us. That's the part I'm trying to get you to get. All you got to do is grab it and live from there. It's important. I'm sorry. Somebody else. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's Kenya. You got me running around my house. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off. I'm mute. Listen, hey, listen. Oh, yeah. So I'm up here thinking, like in the mid-80s, I guess it was, you know, we square. I'm going to DeAnza, so I'm trying to hang out with my Oakland folks, and we go to this party in the <laughs> Oakland Hills. It just made sense to me now what happened then, because I didn't understand. It was four girls, and we were going to a house party in the Oakland Hills. I felt creepy as we were going through the gate to get to the door because it was nothing but guys up in there. So it just made me realize when you said sustain, back then they were doing that. They were luring you to these little locations, and they was gang raping. They were, Some people didn't come back with their lives. But it just made me think about even then, years ago, I was tapped in and didn't know it, if that makes any sense. I'm just mm -hmm. grateful for even as crazy as I was, as wild as I was, didn't have no business being there in no way with my square self, like you talking about my nephews, thinking they hard. And you, how you hard from DeAnza? I'm from Richmond, but it's a whole different, it's a whole difference when you go to DeAnza and go to Kennedy. It's different. So just being in that place and Holy Spirit saying, uh-uh, they ready to go. They're like, we going. It's, I'm like, Hester, do y'all see there's no, there's only dudes up in here. This is a whole setup. So I'm just grateful today that I'm still here to tell it because it's mm -hmm. stories like that that we don't think are are that matter, but it just, it just changed the whole course. 
I just wanted to say that. That just made me think about it when you were talking about even with the weed man. Because, see, everybody wasn't addicted to weed. There's some other addictions that, it's okay, been, let, me, been, let, me, let me go. It's you know real. <laughs> It's real. Listen, I used to be the only, when when I used to be, now I'm going to say this and I need y'all to, to hear me. I used to be a hooker. Now, I don't mean a prostitute. I mean, I used to sing hooks for the rap cast. <laughs> I was too busy pimping the hoe, y'all. I need you to be real, real clear about this. And this is still a prayer call. It's just the truth. But I would be the only girl in the studio and in, in that line of work, all the young ladies that would come in that would, you know, sing hooks for, you know, like the Snoops and the Scarfaces and the Two Shorts and Tupacs and all of that, they would always sleep their way up. Well, see, y'all, I've been not normal for many years. I would take my Bible. <laughs> when I think about this, all I can do is get tickled. I would have my Bible with me at the studio. And so Deshaun and them used to be like, you know, somebody would come in and inquire, well, what's up with her? Yeah, no, nah, man, she, <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't really with none of that. You, you may as well leave her alone. If you don't got no money, she ain't talking to you anyway. That was always my bag. And so when I when I think about how that um, I sat with one of the producers that I used to work with really frequently, Anthony Banks, and he said, Dion, he said, out of all the women that came through my studio, you're the only one. Out of all, I mean, and I'm talking about not just two or three women. It was always some new chicks coming through. He said, you're the only one nobody had a story about. When I think about that, and I think about how the fact that God sustained me, you know, and they all had money. They was, you know, driving the best car. Honey, I didn't care about any of that. And he made me like that. I could have been regular. I could have got some little coins temporarily. But I thank God for his grace. I thank God for um, being aware when I didn't even really realize I was aware that I wasn't created for that. I wasn't designed for that. I wasn't made for that. I was made to be different. He said, come from among them and be ye separate. And sometimes you got to sit with them and come from among their behaviors, come from among their attitudes, their mindsets, their compromise. Right? Sometimes you got to give yourself permission to be the one that everybody got something smart to say about. It's fine. You got to be okay and be willing to be talked about. Jesus was. Oh, she thinks she better. She thinks she too good. She thinks she this. She, uh, whatever. You think that. I ain't say that. That's your opinion. Amen. Anybody else? Right. That's right. Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, when you were uh, speaking, the thing I thought about is, uh, well, I th- heard the song, James Cleveland used to sing, Jesus dropped the charges. Yeah. You Because <laughs> I was guilty. You know, I, man, I, you took me so far back. Like, I was like, okay, if I don't, I, you know, when you know you're coming in for a home run, certain things you don't do so you don't end up breaking your arm, tearing your knees out, and all this other good stuff. But I thought about it, and he said, Jesus, drop the charges. Just to remind us, we only are saved by grace. (laughs) And it's the very strings of our faith because we are all just one step from where we used to be Thank God we're not there no more. 
But I thank you for always tickling our curiosities because a lot of us are here. We're listening. We're not trying to get the message, our message. We're trying to get the message of hope. We're lost generation right now. But thank mm-hmm. you, Dion. You are real. You hood, but guess what? I love it because you come in and you hitting straight at the hip. As um, pretty Patrice, who, if you look at the women the, the, that have been raised up here in this group, and you look at the lifestyle, man, we're we're living a more productive life right now. And I thank you, thank you all, thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus, drop the charges, God. Yeah, thank you. Jesus. Not guilty, baby. Not guilty. Look, say, look, say by grace. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I know <laughs> Amen. There was somebody else that was about to say something. Who was that? It was me, Sylvia. A um, couple of things. Um, well, first of all, sustained. You know, the first thing I thought that I wanted to share was how when you when times when I didn't know you know, how I was going to make it financially and all of a sudden, you know, a check would just come in the mail uh, that I didn't even know was coming. Just weird things. It's always happened like that. And uh, and then I heard uh, Pretty Patrice. I'm also from Chicago, too. Um, but I was thinking about, you know, back in the days when uh, using, looking in the projects in, in film or the pink projects, everybody know what those were. And um, uh, looking for uh, crack cocaine, and the person take the money, pull out a gun, and tell you to start running. Right. And then you, and instead of saying, "Oh, that's it, I'm done," now you, you, you know, you're gonna go get more because now your nerves is all bad, right? But you're gonna mm-hmm. die. But that was the sustaining. But what really stood out for me, I think, was that when someone talked of, you know, the court things and, and, and things like that. So um, imagine, you know, in your addiction still and literally committing a felony, right? In a relationship, the guy's like, oh, it's okay. You've never been in trouble. You, you won't have to. You're so naive that you commit a felony and it catches up to you. You go to court, you're kissing your kids goodbye because you know you're going to prison. And right. my youngest daughter was a soloist, so I had her singing to me, right? These little girls at the mom house. And I go to the federal court in San Francisco, and if I didn't leave there on with an ankle bracelet on house arrest, I tell you, I, I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. This is the way God has sustained me all the yeah. time. And now, you know, and so I'm so grateful to hear you talk about that, especially the income part, because, you know, I had the COVID rent relief in Vallejo and the the landlords decided to go up on the rent since the state was paying it. As soon as they did that, it ended. And here they, uh, you know, the rent's gone up. But I didn't Mm. worry because I was already at a place. God had me at a place where I knew he would sustain me. And I kid Mm. you not, maybe two weeks later, my seminary school called and said, are you still interested in housing? And they offered mm. me a place where I'm at right now since May where my rent was slashed in half. 
Wow. Right next door to my school. And I tell you, so I know what it means. And so as I'm praying and going into this new year, I'm asking God to continue to show me and how to live this way, you know, knowing I got bills to pay, knowing that things are going to come up. But how can I continue to, you know, stay in school, you know, not have to work full time so that I can focus on what it is that he wants me to know as far as the street, as far as school, without having to worry. And I know he's going to give me the answer. Thank you so much, Dion. It's, it's always my pleasure. First Corinthians 15 and 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. So in other words, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And even when you don't get it, it, and if I can't tell you nothing else, and if, if look, if there's somebody that, that has been in this inner circle of mine, you can testify to for real miracles, signs, and wonders follow them that believe. How do you know somebody is really a believer? There has to be some sign. There has to be some evidence. I'm telling you, I can't explain other than the fact that God sustained me, how I made it to here with nothing missing, nothing lacking and nothing broken, not picking up my phone in panic mode every 15 minutes saying, I need, I need, I need, because he made me a promise. I don't care if it's the ninth hour. You heard uh, Miss Kathy's testimony on this Monday, right? It's, it's a real thing. You got to have the courage to believe. You need faith to have faith. It's a real thing. Pastor Dion. Yes, ma'am. This is This is prosperous. Um, I just wanted to jump in here because I am loving the testimonies of um, the individuals who have spoken and talking about how God has sustained them, which was picked off by your amazing word and testimony, life testimony. Um, uh, JR, I don't know why, I just, I love when you speak and you, I just loved how you uh, described how Pastor Dion speaks to you, but I'm going to try to make this quick. You know, God... For me, I never really did too much, <laughs> you know, like, and sometimes on the call, I feel like, well, cause it, like I was pretty much on the straight and narrow, just growing up. I mean, really until now, I've really done too much. But um, I think about, I saw one of my high school, well, not one of my high school BFF. We were like together all the time. You know, if you, if you saw me, you saw her. Um, I ha actually recently posted a, a Facebook picture because we hadn't seen each other. It's been like 40 years. So it was so um, interesting to connect. And it's so interesting because after 40 years, you are two different people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just wonder, like, God's ways are so perfect, and he sustains even when you don't know he's sustaining me. Like, I wonder sometimes, what if I'd have stayed in the relationships that I had, even if they were friendships, would I still be stuck in Richmond? I think about that sometimes. Like, God blessed me. Like, I, I didn't have a plan after high school. I mean, I, I was going to probably go to college, but I looked back and I was like, I really didn't have a plan. My sister lived in San Jose and said, hey, you could come stay here. That's how it all started. Like, and you know, I ended up going to school, getting my degree. I mean, doing something I truly love with a passion. Um, I remember not even a year ago, I was on this call 
saying, we were talking about what, blow, wind, blow, and I was wondering, when is, Lord, are you going to give me my fire back? And that same day I got laid off, and I'm just now working where I really, really love what I do, and I love the people. God has just blessed me so much. He sustained me. He's just, he, he sustains us sometimes when we don't even know it. I mean, how many times, like, you, um, what, a lot of times when I'm late to an appointment, I just say, hey, God may be protecting me from an accident. Who knows? You just never, there's so many examples I have. I don't want to keep talking and blabbing, but, I mean, I love the stories where people were protected at gunpoint, but I truly, I know in my heart of hearts, God's protecting me in ways I haven't even seen. So I just wanted to share that, and I love everybody on the call. Have a blessed, amazing day. Amen. Good morning, Deanna. Good morning. This is Jubilant. The song that comes to my mind is that he keeps doing great things for me. Oh, he keeps doing great things for me. But I was thinking about, you know, we talk about these stories, right? And Mm -hmm. it literally, I just really thought about the bigness of it. Maybe last year, when I was telling my, I was telling my daughter, but I um, remember when I was younger, you know, being naive, you know, I went to Arkansas. I was going to stay in Arkansas, right? Um, come up and stand. I couldn't last the, the summer, but I had met some people. I liked the Greyhound bus. I had met some people on the Greyhound bus. We kind of exchanged numbers, and they were talking about we'll be going back to the Bay Area, and if you still want to leave, you know, let me know. And I literally took them up on their offer. <laughs> I came all the way from Arkansas back to California in the back of a van, not knowing where they were driving me. Dropped, they dropped me off in San Jose. Didn't know them people. And I'm just looking at how God has sustained me. You know, just thinking about, he had me go back one time, just think about all these different times where, you know, just like I said, being, I'm, in, I'm naive about the situation, but he's letting me know, look, I was there. <laughs> this could have happened, and that could mm-hmm. happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about, you know, and now being that I'm a believer, you know, um, just having the the conversations that we have and how he shows me, um, like he was there for, for me all the time, right? And and just like he was there for me back then, you know, even in, in my foolish, sometimes foolish uh, uh, decisions I make even now, he still, you know, sustains me. And I'm glad. And for something you had said when you were talking, you were saying that um, basically not looking at our own, uh, uh, not looking at our own self when it comes to, forgot the words. But what the gist of what I got is that, you know, look, looking into, look at God. Don't look at, at what I think or, or, or how I'm going to handle the situation. But look at how, you know, look to God about that. Let him handle that. That's just uh-huh. what you said. If I didn't write it down, but anyway, yeah. So I'm really enjoying this conversation as far as you know, just thinking about how God has sustained us and continues to sustain us. Absolutely, and will Good. continue. That's right, and will continue. <laughs> Listen, yeah. can't stop, don't stop. It is <laughs> continual. That's right. That's right. You know, so that was a, that's a you know over thought. You know, and um. It's just good to have this this platform to like just to gleam off of to 
you know, like I look at it as a spiritual nourishment for the soul before you go out into the world and you be, you know, be eating up on a lot of junk, or, you know, a lot of junk presented to you. But to be able to, to be here, this be the first thing you uh, feast upon in the morning as you break your fast. Anyway, beautiful conversation. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's I'm gonna make it real, real quick. Um, okay, wait, I, wait a minute. I heard two people. Hold on, hold on. I heard two people talking. Who was that? One Kenya. And who was the other one? Krishanda. Okay, go go Kenya then Krishanda. Okay, um, he's been showing me how he sustained me in the past, and of course he'll continue to sustain me. But yesterday, through my rebellious disobedient self, I parked in a parking spot and didn't pay the meter. When I get out the car, I said, Lord, please don't give me a ticket. <laughs> Go right. pay the registration. Go pay for everything that I needed to do. Going to pay the registration. Come back and the meter made is one car ahead of me, which means I already got the ticket. I told the baby, baby, I just got a ticket. She said, no, mommy, you didn't get that piece of paper off. How much is the ticket? $293. Mm. I'm like, God, for real? How am I supposed to do that? He said, drive up to the block. Check and see if the meter made there. Drive up, meter made there. I'm being nice. I'm like, how do I fight this? I'm literally about to pay the registration right now. She said, you seem really genuine. I, I said, I'm going to take care of it. I'm just asking you what, what's the best way to handle it. She said, give me your ticket. Voided everything off. Mm. After I just gave up $900 to pay for the house insurance. I, I just broke down in tears. I said, what is your name? And prayed for her right then and there. And she's, woo. Lord have mercy. He, just, he's just showing me that all I got to do is want it and want the relationship yep. with him. And he's talking to me through people. And I'm just grateful. That's all. I love you guys. <laughs> we love you back. Very good. Go ahead, Krishanda. I don't know why every time I hear these declarations and these comments, I want to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God for um, his intercession, his intervening. Um, um, when you were talking about how you were in places and people said they don't have to worry about you, and it's such a strange thing for me even to grow up. And even if I tried to act like I wanted to do something that somebody else was doing, people who were uh, messy would hold me accountable saying, that ain't you, you know, like... Mm-hmm. They would be in my business and not allow me to even think about, like, trying to play that game. And I, too, was one of those people that walked around with my Bible. Even when I graduated from El Cerrito High School, I walked across the stage with my, my Bible. So thank <laughs> you for reminding people. <laughs> so rare. Um, thank you for reminding us to just, you know, it's so necessary for us to walk and be ourselves and the liberty of who God created us to be so necessary. And thank God for those people that God sends to intervene, to intercede, even when they're doing their own stuff. I mean, my, my brothers and I were covered by our aunties when we were um, essentially in foster care with our family, but um, they would do all kinds of stuff, but they looked out for us. They made sure we were good, even if they weren't even looking after their own kids. So God is amazing. Thank you all for all of your um, contribution to this stew. Um, I just always hear, la, 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 la. God bless you. (laughs) 
Very good. Very good. Thank you, sis, for sharing. Amen. Anybody else have anything before we wrap it up? Oh, outside of Tan. Beautiful lady. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Um, first, I want to ask everyone to pray for Ishmael. My, okay. He's a fiancé of my niece. She mm-hmm. did, he just texted me. He's having uh, extreme anxiety right now. But I'm going to try to say this back. You sound muffled. Oh. On Saturday, I'm oh, sorry. Um, on Saturday, we were on the food truck, and um, normally Kyle is listening to E40, and we listen to R&B and all kind of music. But on this Saturday, he was listening to gospel music. I was like, "What's going on with him?" I'm just over there cooking, and um, his favorite um, artist is um, Kirk Franklin. He over there listening to Silver and Gold, and I mean, it's been raining real bad. And um, never, this has never happened before. But some water got into the um, fryer as I was frying fish. And uh, um, the um, Uh-oh, where you going? Uh-oh. So the water and the um, grease erupted and exploded all over the fire truck. I mean, the fire truck, the food truck. And I have third-degree burns on my arm right now. But I mm. want to say this. Kai was normally not on the truck. He normally going to talk to friends and, you know, talking to people outside and over somewhere, you know, getting people to come to the food truck. But he happened to be on the truck listening to his gospel music. I would say the gospel music because he really don't listen to it all the time. But he in his own little worship world over there. But I tell you, God was already working right then because had that grief, got to the fire and had Kyle not been on that truck, I probably mm. would not be talking right now. And everybody that was on that truck would be gone. Mm-hmm. And his, his, his friend sent him a picture um, the uh, next day of a food truck. He was passing on the freeway, a food truck that was on fire. And he said, man, do you know, he said, this is so ironic. Do you know that almost happened to us? But I thank mm. God for not, not only sustaining protecting, loving, and giving me another chance. Because all I was thinking while I was burning was, me. I, I got to go feed these people. I got to go mm. to, um, I mean, anyway, I was starting to go Sunday to feed the people. That's all. I'm, I don't even think about myself. I'm thinking about how am I going to work tomorrow? So I want to say, Didi, thank you for your testimony yesterday. And to the pastor that was thinking about sustaining, because yesterday, my, I, and mentally, I was, I was going into the funk. I was, I, I mean, I, I was literally going in and just shutting down because I um, haven't been on the truck since. And I was like, how am I going to make some money? Because I got to do this, got to do that and everything. Right. And um, after listening to that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. But I thank mm-hmm. God again for just saving my life. Amen. And, and, and it was just, it was so, I, it, it was, I'm telling you, I'm almost scared to get back on there, but we got somebody looking at it and we've been being safe. It was just that rain got into that fryer, and I was like, when I tell you, I've never experienced nothing like this in my life. And only well, reason by the grace of God, he sustained you. Yes. That's, I'm, just, I'm just grateful you are right. So when you I'm asked me yesterday for, being okay. how I was, you asked me yesterday how I was, I didn't even want to go into all that. But I, you guys are speaking on this, and I just want to say hallelujah. And the song that's in my head is, hallelujah, we praise you. Hallelujah, we lift you up. Thank you. Amen. 
Oh, you want me there. to sing it, Beyonce? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, if you sing it, I'm I'm going to hit this end button on your end. I'm telling you that right now. Jenny, <laughs> come on. Let's go and be selected. No, 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 no. If you, you or Didi start singing, I'm hanging up on both of y'all. I'm going to tell you that right now. No. Can you go ahead? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having watched Dion, uh, listening to you this morning was just, it was just phenomenal. Um, um, Experiencing the growth, your growth, uh, along with everybody else knowing where you came from. But I was, I was thinking about um, the journey that God blessed me to be a part of. I'm one of the people that he blessed me to be a part of your journey and to witness uh, many of the things that you're talking about. Um, Showing up at the ER in Richmond when you know, Mari, the very first break that he had, or, you know, um, your, your call, Vallejo, Vallejo Kaiser is our hospital, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> your call about I'm, Josiah and, yeah, and walking in the room, and he's just completely disoriented, but he loves my hair. And so I just wanted to see if he knew who I was, and I said, hey, you want to touch my hair? And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. he stopped, and he looked at me, and he reached out. <laughs> for my hair um um just all of hearing about Deontay and thinking oh my god that baby is gonna you know he probably going to jail lord have mercy right um and and Deion saying this calling me saying this I had 17 dollars and I'm making up the number because I don't remember what they was but like you know I had 17 dollars and 12 cents in my checking account and this bill was due and when I went to the mailbox or somebody just cast at me the exact amount of money that I need or her trying so hard to get a job when Josiah um, needed her to be a full-time hospital mom. And every single time she got a job, something would happen. And how that God watching him sustain her. I also remember, I also remember wanting to help because she's my She's not just my friend, she's my sister. And, you know, I, I didn't have that much help, but, you know, I was willing to help. And so this one particular time, um, I, I, the Lord said, no, don't ask her. Don't ask her anything. I was like, but I have a little, no. And I knew it was at that point that there was a lesson that she needed to learn. And that was, to know that God was her keeper. We're talking about sustainability, but God is her sustainer. And to understand that because, you know, I could I could do the little bit I got, but, you know, my little bit ain't going to stretch that much, right? Or even hearing her testimony about my rent is going to be paid now for the next X months or hearing her testimony about um, the rent is due, but the landlord is past due. The landlord hasn't said one single word like testimony you guys after testimony after testimony i just want to encourage you even encourage myself as i get ready to transition from having worked at praise fellowship bible church having worked there for um almost eight years that december 31st is my last day and i don't have a job because i'm not supposed to have one at least not now and understanding that god is my sustainer I'm not really uncomfortable. I'm excited because I know God is a sustainer. And I'm so looking forward to my next. I'm so looking forward to my next. And so I just I just wanted to um, be one of the people that could testify on her behalf to let you know 
she's not making it up. The things she's talking about really happen. That's it. Amen. Amen. Uh, go, go ahead. Hey, good, good morning. morning. Um, this is Jacqueline. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you. And I am just so, just, I'm sitting here just thanking God because each testimony has gone forth. Allow me to go back and just reflect on how God has kept me over the years. And the song, I'm not a singer. And I chuckle when you see he's going to hang up on the lady when she starts singing. <laughs> I'm not going to hang up on you, Jacqueline. The other ones have been worn. I thank God for each and every one of you. And I'm excited that every morning we get on this line that we need the devil now. Because the things that he brought in our path to keep us down, God knows how to turn around and lift us up and give him glory. But the song that he puts in my spirit right now is, We've come this far by faith. I know you all got to go. This is Juanita. I've been in and out of this conversation, but um, for the most part, um, you know, um, I just want to give a little bit of my testimony, how God, he definitely is a sustainer, you know. um, Me thinking, I was definitely a square trying to do things I felt like, oh, well, shoot, everybody else, you know, doing it. I call myself going to be a drug dealer. And um, try to make me some money. You know, I wanted to just get in and get out. You know, make a little money to help pay off my house or my car or whatever. You know, and I had two two small children, but you know, um, I got entangled with that, and um, I was out of it kind of quickly, to be honest. I mean, it was some years, but still, at the same time. Um, when I was arrested, it was my first time ever being arrested in my life. I've never been arrested um, for anything in my life, you know. And, and I heard stories. People was like, "Girl, you know, you know, you never been in trouble. You know, they're not gonna do anything. You know, that's your first time being in trouble. They probably just gonna give you probation." And you know, and they offered me fourteen years. 
And so, you know, and I was like, you know, I have a, you know, a, a house, my kids, you know, who don't know anything. My kids didn't know about me being in trouble, you know, no more than they thought I probably had a traffic ticket from speeding or something. But, um, you know, so it was really hard at that time, you know, and I was talking to the attorney and I was telling him, you know, there's no way that I can do um, 14 years, you know, um, you know, I've never been in any trouble. Then I don't want no X on my back, you know, going down with a class X felony. Um, you know, so, um, you know, and he uh, said, well, let me see what I can work out. And I offered a six-year a six year plea, which I, the it was just a six-year plea for um, six years. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I'll take that. I'm 14. And um, either way, you know, I wanted the judge to allow me to go back home to, you know, talk to my kids, to get things situated you know, with them and everything. Um, and he allowed me one week um, to turn myself in. And, you know, so I just thank God, even through that experience, even going to prison, you know, never been in trouble. Like I said, I definitely was not that third life, but, you know, I wanted to call myself just trying to make some money, you know. But um, anyway, God was with me, and he showed me that he was with me through the whole all my life, you know, even getting out of prison um, and being able to get uh, a job that, we, you know, that where they said, they told me, they said, don't apply for anything like a city job, state jobs, don't apply for no government jobs because you won't get it because you have a felony. And, you know, me, I'm like, well, that's what y'all say, you know, never, but I ended up working for the U.S. Postal Service. I ended up working for the United States Department of um, Education, you know, with a family. And getting a um, job that I have now, you know, even though I'm not working, but um, being an occupational therapist, all of that with a felon that they say you will not be able to get. So I know God is a good guy. I know he is a sustainer. He can do all things, even when people tell you that it's not possible. God, God do anything that's impossible. He can do it. So I just thank yes. you for your declaration of what I did here. Because <laughs> like I said, I was kind of in and out of consciousness this morning. I had um, taken a Mucinex, and um, I guess I was pretty much out of it. But I was in and out of it this morning. But I did hear majority of uh, or some of it <laughs> of your declaration. So thank you yes. all um, for sharing. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Listen, honey, it, it takes all kinds, but more than anything, just keep in mind, it takes faith <laughs> to have faith. And hoping against all hope, believing even when it looks ugly, when it feels critical, God is still a sustainer, you guys. And um, when you feel the enemy coming in like a flood, God will lift up a standard against him. Right before we go, I'm going to give you these words. One more time, <clears throat> when you think about the word sustained, know that you have supernatural assistance. Know that you have the power to continue. Know that you have constant help 
that you are being nursed through, that you are being preserved and saved and nourished and nurtured and prolonged and propelled. Um, you have been ratified, that you are getting supernatural relief and supply, support and transfer, being upheld and befriended. You are being bankrolled even. God is always going to be a constant in your life, and there's nothing you can do to mess that up. Receive it. Walk in it. Walk in your authority and quit being scared that you've not done everything right. He is feeding you. He is fostering you. He is sticking up for you. He is providing for you. He is lending a hand. He's equipped you to keep going. He keeps you from falling. He keeps you alive. He has verified you. He has validated you. All you have to do is receive it. That's it. Stop holding yourself hostage to your history. Get over it. Move on. Keep going. Okay? Okay. That being said, today is our fast day. We meet back here at 5 p.m. Um, I am excited about what God is in and for you, um, and, and I hope that I hear some of you again at the 5 o'clock hour. Who was that? I just This is Dee. I just wanted to uh, share with the family. You guys know my nephew, David who um, survived his near, well, he was, they had coded him, and his birthday is today. So that's another example of how God will sustain you, because the enemy had counted him out. But he is alive and well after collapsing on El Cerrito High School basketball um, court some years ago. I don't even remember how many years ago it was now. But I just wanted to tell you that God is good, and he is a father of two, and he's doing well. I just want to share it. Today is his birthday, and I was just Rejoicing in that sustaining power. Amen. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, I'll hear you guys at 5. If not at 5, I will hear you guys tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. as usual. Love you. Have an amazing, amazing day. Don't forget that you are being sustained currently. Right this second. <laughs> right this second. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you as well. God bless you all. Have a blessed day. God bless you all. God bless all of you. God bless you all. God bless you.